Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. We're back for our number two. Bob Cordaro with you. Definitively so. We're going to be talking, uh, at least we've scheduled Congressman Dan Muser. Because he did, an, uh, uh, for this hour, we did, he did an astonishing thing. He returned $276,000 plus to the United States Treasury. Part of his budget. And... That is extraordinary. It truly is. It's a big deal. And then we'll check in with him about other things as well. Uh, Mary Regina sends in the Mother Teresa, St. Teresa for the day, March 7th. Do you want to do something beautiful for God? There is a person who needs you. This is your chance. Hmm. Say it again. Do you want to do something beautiful for God? There is a person who needs you. This is your chance. Lovely and, and deep every day. Well, I hope you settled into your day. You, The Club for Common Sense has convened. And we will provide a sanctuary of sanity for you to luxuriate in, to revel in, to enjoy until noon. As we honor Robert Foy, Madison Township, U.S. Army, Vietnam. William O'Neill, Scott Township, major in the U.S. Army Reserves. Jerry Hill of Dixon City, gunnery sergeant for 20 years in the U.S. Marine Corps. Joseph Simeon, Old Forge, U.S. Army, Vietnam, Purple Heart. Jack Grasso, Scranton, U.S. Army, Vietnam. 25th Infantry, Infantry, Tropic Lightning. Richard Barrett, Scout, Scott Township, born Peckville, U.S. Army. Frederick Williams, South Montrose, born Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania National Guard. Joseph Jerkovic, Peckville, U.S. Army. Honorably discharged 1952.
Bill Moskowski, Moscow, formerly Roaring Brook, U.S. Air Force. Bob Williams, Scranton, U.S. Army 82nd Airborne and a 25-year Scranton cop and was, in fact, the chief of the Scranton police. So I mentioned Dan Muser and this this rather amazing thing that he's done with his office. Uh, you know, he he's one of the few true conservatives. And understandable, he's got a great congressional district where he can be who he is, a true conservative. But to go beyond that with this small gesture, granted, but a huge meaning within that gesture of turning back $276,000 plus of office expense money that he could have spent. Could have hired a couple people, could have done a lot of things. But he saved your tax dollars. And first of all, Congressman Muser, welcome and thank you. Well, thank you, Bob. It's always a pleasure to be with you, and I uh, certainly appreciate your uh, generous words. Well, I, I do hope, and I'll, I'll tell you this, from the texts I've received, the response I've received, people understand how big a deal this I guess, minuscule amount of money in terms of the federal budget is. But, you know, it's funny. When we talk trillions, it's hard to comprehend. When we talk hundreds of thousands, people can get it. I mean, this is this is basically, you've saved us a lifetime of someone's wages. And that's remarkable. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, we were we came in under budget, 246000 uh, I, I believe. And... Um, you know, from our budget, that's a good, uh, that's almost, that's about 15, 16% under budget. And that was uh, the goal. I always want to come in under 10%, which we've done every year since I've uh, been uh, a member of the U.S. House. Um, you know, when I was Revenue Secretary, we did it as well. And it proved to me that government, like business, can tighten its belt, uh, can, can deliver more with less, services can improve, not only by um, increasing the level of funding that they spend, of taxpayer dollars. We remember every day it's the people's money. Well, you're practicing essentially zero-based budgeting, which uh, nobody does in government, and that is to be lauded. So, Congressman Muser, we spoke uh, when the House became Republican. Tell us and give us your grade and some of the things you can reflect upon a couple of months into the Republican House leadership? Well, you know, I, I like our position. Um, I, I like our leadership. I like the fact that we uh, kind of battled there, as uh, everybody saw, and we aired uh, any um, differences in, in quite a public way. Uh, so people see there's, <laughs> there's a lot of transparency that, that, that takes place, and that's and if there weren't, I, uh, I'd be telling everybody that in my, uh, my weekly updates or when I'm on your show or just when I'm out uh, seeing people. I like divulging what's really happening uh, and, the, and the whys behind it. So, you know, we've uh, we passed a series of we got some major, major crises facing our wonderful United States. And um, and they've, they've come. Yeah, some of them, you know, were a result of COVID. 
but many of them were a result of the Biden administration's approach to our border, to our economy, to our military, to our schools, to our community public safety. And un- unfortunately, the, the list just, just goes on. Uh, and, you know, our, China, the Ukraine, Afghanistan, I mean, every one of these uh, situations, I think, is being handled, and many of us do, in, in, in the wrong way. And you were mentioned about being a conservative. I mean, to me, conservative means a lot of things. It means, it means enhancing the things that have made America great and minimizing the things that bring us down. Um, and there's a lot of fundamentals, but there's also a, you know, a modernized approach to advancing our country and strengthening our economy and strengthening our national security and strengthening our military and, frankly, bringing uh, uh, peace and stability to the world. And you got a guy like Biden in there who's far more focused on ideology and far too many Democrats in the House and Senate follow him than on what's best for America's strength uh, and on results. Congressman Dan Muser is our guest. We're talking about the uh, current Congress, the House, represented by the Republicans, led by the Republicans. I'm watching, I watched Tucker Carlson last night, and I don't know if you had a chance. And if, if, uh-huh. he's he's done a lot of the work for us by distilling these massive trove of uh, surveillance tapes, and it and it 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 shows you that the whole thought of it. And I have no problem with a lot of people being prosecuted, frankly, but it shows you that it was very different uh, that day than has been depicted. And I, th- yeah. does that lead to legislation? Does that lead to uh, the Republican House doing something? Yeah, yeah, it does. And you know very well, I, I was there that day, of course. I was on the House floor. I saw what happened. I helped, um, uh, I, I, I helped support the doors of the, of the U.S. House from a, a few real nuts trying to enter. Uh, but I think what we've seen is that Look, there were a lot of people there. It began as a Trump rally. It moved down uh, to, to the Capitol, down Pennsylvania Avenue. It got rowdy fast. Uh, many entered. Many many entered that shouldn't have, and, and they, they realized that. So they got, you know, it was trespassing on that day. The Capitol is usually open to the public. But there were, there were a good number that were there for one reason and one reason only, and that was to create major mayhem. Now, why we didn't have a higher level of security to this day is, is unknown by me, and I have the records on my desk uh, in, in Washington. Uh, and to oh, we lost that. We lost the connection for just a moment there, Congressman. I'm, I'm still with you. You got me? Yes. Okay, my apologies. I am, I am driving. Um, why did we deny, why didn't Nancy Pelosi deny Look, I'm not blaming it entirely on her. There was a lot of blame to go around that day. But why did we deny the the, uh, National Guard that was requested or recommended by the Department of Defense and the White House from the Trump White House? Why was that denied? And the response was they didn't like the optics. Yes. That's on record. 
That was Nancy. That was the Speaker of the House at the time's response. And and as you saw, the QAnon leader crying out loud, being escorted into the, the Senate chambers. I mean, how how crazy is that? So so we are going to have some some hearings. We are going to um, get some answers. We need some accountability. The people demand that of us. You know, and that's why I tended to call the, the January 6th committee that was put together with Liz Cheney and others a kangaroo court. Because the one criteria beyond that committee was that you had utter contempt for, for, for uh, Donald Trump. Get to the bottom of things. And I said that to Liz Cheney. Her office was right next to mine several times. More than several times. What was her response, uh, Congressman Muser? I, I, you know, there's there was a person who was conservative, but driven so much by personal hatred of Donald Trump that she just completely lost all of her principles. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know about that. All I know is that they were completely consumed with their contempt uh, for for President Trump and. Um, and, and look, and they, they blamed him. Uh, you and I, I think, both agree that rallies should have been called off. I had heard enough anecdotal information that there was going to be people there uh, getting, um, uh, perhaps getting violent. And uh, rally should, and I told my office, my staff not to come in that day. Um, and um, it should have been called off. But outside of that, um, the, uh, the, the security was not in place. So like I said, there was a, a lot of blame to go around. Congressman Muser, uh, tell us, somebody asked me, and they, they thought you avoided the uh, question, which it just went in a different direction. Uh, yeah. What has the Republican House done uh, in, in this session? Um, well, we, we defunded the uh, 87,000 new, uh, uh, doubling the size of the IRS. Um, we've defunded that in the, uh, in the, in the House. Uh, it's going, it's still for deliberation over in the Senate. I mean, who wants a doubling the size of the IRS? I'm former revenue secretary for the Commonwealth. That was the worst thing that they could do. Their projections were all wrong for what it was going to bring in. Now now getting it through is uh, is a little bit different. I mean, the Senate, we, we don't have majority in the now, Senate. We understand and the limitations of the yeah. House. It, it just, yeah. It, but, but, sure. yeah. So you you did so, that. What, what other measures have you undertaken? Well, uh Border, from the border security standpoint, we, we passed uh, legislation uh, for within the House uh, for reversing uh, the uh, the asylum issues that, that exist, that, that how the law the enforcement of asylum is not being followed. Uh, we, we are certainly going to be cutting spending. Um, we're going to have a budget battle coming up. Now, on the same note, I know there's a lot of conservatives out there that say, hey, you got to put the debt ceiling. As, as part of this negotiation, and that, that, that unfortunately cannot happen. Those bills need to, need to be paid, but it, the condition... Yeah, which I believe contrary to that, Congressman Muser, I'll tell you that right out. Yeah, uh, well, spending money yeah. you don't have is well, not lawful. <laughs> they, they passed it. I didn't vote for it. It was yeah. $4 trillion in excess. There's no doubt about that. But we, um, it's just like if somebody else ran up your credit card bill, your, your son or daughter, and it, it's got to be paid. Now, now, the condition would be that's not going to happen again. So, so maybe they're separated, maybe they're not. But either way, we are not going to pass 
a, a highly excessive spe- over, overly spending bill uh, that's been passed for the last couple of years uh, under the Biden administration and and was passed during COVID. Right. I mean, heck, we were shutting down businesses. PPP alone was uh, nine hundred billion dollars. So so the level of spending has been insane and must be reined in. So that's going to happen. Um, we're passing bills on, on China trade. Uh, we're passing bills on one of my bills on exchange rate manipulation uh, by China. We're passing bills to strengthen. We, we, we passed the, uh, well, the NDAA uh, was passed right before we got there, but we've, um, we're, we're appropriating probably. So we're going to be strengthening our military. We passed the um, Energy Independence Act, which, which states that we need energy independence. We need to uh, have less permits. We need to have uh, more, less ESG requirements on, on banking hmm. so we can, we can have our domestic energy, our American energy, flourish. So there's, there's, the, the focus is on a, uh, a stronger economy, as stated, you need to bring down inflation. You do that by creating more energy opportunities in the U.S. and lowering spending. Uh, I'm going to have on my committee Jerome Powell uh, tomorrow uh, in my financial services committee. So we're going to grill him a bit and see what, what, what they have planned because the Fed does play a role here. Um, but we're going to, and we've um, we, we got to improve our national security, be, become and be the most competitive nation economically, uh, and we're this week as well. We're going to pass the uh, the Parents' Bill of Rights, where on a federal level, uh, parents will receive their uh, child's uh, curriculums, and they'll know what the um, what what their budget is and what they're spending money on. So I, I honestly believe we're very much in line with what we ran on and what my constituency wants to see us deliver. Well, as well as the task forces that we have. Congressman Muser, uh, keep up the fight. Uh, I, I did a bit of, uh, you know, back-of-the-envelope calculation. If the rest of your uh, congressmen will do exactly what you did, we'll save about $107 million. And then over in the Senate, you got to say, well, they should do at least double, their, you know, for their staff, save a half a million. Right. And that right. turns out to be another fifty million. So, yeah. pretty soon it's real money. <laughs> and, it is real money, and and the casework we do too. I mean, I have to uh, brag about my staff. I mean, we are just real good at getting people Social Security, IRS money that's that's being held up, uh, Veterans Affairs money. We, we we deliver almost double back to our constituents on money that just held up because of red tape and paperwork than the typical congressional office. So we're, we're, we're focused and we're doing everything we can to deliver for, uh, hey, for the people that, that have elected me. And, and let, me, let me personally thank you and your staff, Michael Shea in particular, for helping me get my passport. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. they get things done, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Congressman Muser, thank you very much. Thanks for what you do. Keep doing it, and we're here for you anytime. That's great. Thanks, Bob, very much. All right. Congressman Dan Muser, we'll be right back. (laughs) March 7th, 1964, Columbia Records swamped with requests for heavyweight champion Cassius Clay's album, 
I am the greatest after he defeated Sonny Liston on February 25th. Of course, he then changed his name. We talked about that yesterday uh, to Muhammad Ali. And then 1965, you want to talk about true incorruptible bravery. Now, uh, sullied only by Joe Biden's claims that he was a civil rights activist. He's he's so sickening. Almost as pure a protest as you can get. The march by civil rights demonstrators this date in 1965 violently broken up at the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama by state troopers and a sheriff's posse. It became known as Bloody Sunday. They knew that their fate could be worse than death. Literally. And they did it anyway. And they stood up for their rights and for the rights of this country. Because once they, they're not available to some people, they will eventually be abridged or taken away from all people. You want to, man... How we talked about devolution from FDR and JFK to Joe Biden. Let's talk about from Martin Luther King to uh, Abram X. Kendi, Patrice Cullors. Wow. This is remarkable. In any event, uh, tremendous heroism by those civil rights leaders. By the way, in the 11 o'clock hour, I want to mention this. At 11 o'clock hour, we've got another Highbridge House certificate to give out. That'll be at 11 o'clock. Might do it right after the news. We're gonna, I'm, not, I'm not being coy with you. We'll just have to see how the, the, the hour goes. But another one of those great $50 gift certificates from Highbridge House. You got to go there. You got to try it out. For now, we'll take this break. I'll come back with the weather and then you. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from our friend meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, snow, per, snow tapering off and ending. Cloudy with some sun possible by the afternoon. Cold wind, high of 38. Tonight, cloudy, low of 21. Tomorrow, breezy, clouds and sun, it'll be cold, high of 36. Then Thursday, sun and clouds, high of 40. We've got the approaching St. Patrick's Day parades. I'm trying to think. I think the weather was pretty good for the Pittston parade, and that went off well. And now we've got Scranton and Wilkes-Barre repair, uh, parades, respectively. Navy guy checking in. He says, not fair, Bob. I'm in California for Navy training. And it starts at 0800, so I can't get in on the gift certificate. Well, Navy guy did it before 10 o'clock yesterday, or before 10.30, which I thought was your deadline. I got to do it in the 11 o'clock hour today, but we'll be back on uh, Thursday, and we'll do it in the 9 o'clock hour, Eastern Standard Time. Well, I hope you've settled into your day. The Club for Common Sense has convened once again. We provide a sanctuary of sanity on appointment radio. We're honoring Frederick Williams, South Montrose, 
Born Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania National Guard. Joseph Jerkovic, Peckville, U.S. Army. Bill Muskowski, Moscow, late of Roaring Brook, U.S. Air Force. Bob Williams of Scranton, U.S. Army, 82nd Airborne. And former cop and chief of police in Scranton. Jack Grasso, Scranton, U.S. Army, in Vietnam. Richard Barrett, Scott Township, born Peckville, U.S. Army. Joseph Simeon, Old Forge, U.S. Army in Vietnam, Purple Heart recipient. Jerry Hill, Dixon City, career Marine, gunny. He was a gunnery sergeant, 20 years. Uh, William O'Neill, Scott Township, born Scranton, attended Scranton Tech, major in the U.S. Army Reserves. Robert Foy, Madison Township, U.S. Army in Vietnam, and we discussed his exploits in saving a an entire plane when he was in Vietnam. Those are our veterans of the day. All 10 lost late January and early February. Mm. So 570-883-0098. Somebody says also compare MLK to Al Sharpton. You're right. I mean, you got you basically have race hucksters. They, man, they they don't even occupy part of the shadow of people like Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, the people who crossed that Edmund Pettus Bridge, literally risking their lives for for a cause that made a difference in this country, a huge difference, just as our veterans did. And, and and that's what it is. So there's another edition of the Tucker tapes tonight. He's going to delve further into it. Last night, I'm doing this by memory because I didn't take notes when I was watching. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Uh, Ray Epps and the amount of federal agents or assets that were within the crowd. Second was the supposed so-called QAnon shaman who was up at the dais of the Senate. Okay, Ray Epps is seen running all over the place trying to cause all kinds of problems. Never prosecuted. We don't know why. Emblematic of the failure of the FBI. Next, there is... The shaman, he's literally welcomed and guided in by two of the cops. Capitol Hill policemen. Right, wrong, indifferent, doesn't matter. That's what happened. It's hard to get an interpretation of something that's never been reported. Now the questions have to be asked. Thirdly, Capitol Police officer... Sisnick, who died, I believe, the next day, maybe that day, but at home, clearly alive after he was claimed to have been killed by insurrectionists. I didn't see an insurrection. I saw a bunch of people milling about, and as always with a crowd that large, 
and that raucous. I saw some violence against property, which should be punished. I saw some violence against cops, which should be punished. But four and a half years for a Navy veteran who was escorted onto the Senate floor? How does that work? And again, oh, by the way, that's right. Point number four is that Senator Josh Hawley was not running for his life. He was running to catch up with people who were leaving the building under escort. And that was the other lie they told and allowed to be fomented. Yeah, it's... it's I, I asked, and I know that uh, Dan Muser was friendly with um, Liz Cheney. She's turned out to be a complete disgrace. You want to go with Nancy Pelosi over Donald Trump? Really? Really? These people climb out from under rocks every morning. And I don't care what you think of Trump, but man, his policies were damn good and they worked. And pretty much everything he called out turned out to be true, didn't it? Body Shop guy is saying that that was Tom Cotton. I I heard it to be uh, Hawley. But okay, whichever. Because somebody here this morning at the station was saying it was uh, Cotton, so now I'm questioning myself. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating that people will not tell the truth, that they will not base their news reporting and their opinions on the truth. It's sad. It truly is. All right, we've got to take a break. Bob Cadero, W-I-L-K, 570-883-0098 to call or to text. We'll be back. That's a song called Carolyn No, or Caroline, March 7, 1966. Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, he released his solo single, and now we know why he went back to the Beach Boys. <laughs> Man. <laughs> uh, I usually like to, you know, wait till we get to the punchline, which would be the title of the song, but uh, we didn't need to go any further there. Bob Cadero back with you on WIOK, and I hope I'm not offending any Brian Wilson fans. Somebody said um, uh, the January 6th hearing should win an Academy Award. It was Hollywood scripted and didn't let the truth get in its way. You're right. And yet another, though, from the other side, says the election was stolen, turned out to be true. (laughs) All right, let us analyze what I said, because you don't listen. Garrett Morris, remember him on Senate Live for the hearing impaired? So much of what Donald Trump said turned out to be true. And here's what is true about the January or the uh, 2020 November election. There was a concerted effort by the establishment regressive left to steal the election. It cannot be proven that it was. 
but they focused on the key cities and areas using mail-in ballots to try to achieve their aims. Biden won. But he got such an outrageous amount of votes, 15 million more than Barack Obama. How, how is that possible? So, it, no, it cannot be proven that the election was stolen. It can be proven there was a concerted, organized effort to do so. So that's number one. And that's all I've ever said. You say, I'm blaming the cops who you claim to love for January 6th. How is that? How could you even come to that conclusion based on the English and the pure English I used? Stop being silly. Stop being silly. Because you are. We'll be back. I don't know how they're made now, but back then, March 7, 1966, Tina Turner, she laid down the vocal track for River uh, River Deep Mountain High. There used to be a number of tracks that sounds would be put together. Uh, Not one of her best efforts either, but a good song. We're honoring today Robert Foy, Madison Township, William O'Neill, Scott Township, Jerry Hill, Dixon City, Joseph Simeon, Old Forge, Jack Grasso, Scranton, late of Las Vegas, Richard Barrett, Scott Township, born Peckville, Bob Williams, Scranton, Bill Muskowski, Moscow, Joseph Jerkovic, Peckville, Frederick Williams, South Montrose, born Wilkesbury. We lost all these veterans late January, early February. Special thanks to Barney Smith and Joan Hodewanitz for getting me their obituaries so we could talk about them today. Yeah, let's go back to this thing. How how do we ever have a discussion? If you guys are, I've just spoken in, well, I, I mean, maybe not the greatest English, but certainly clear English, and then someone texts in completely misinterpreting what I said. Like, seconds later, do the ears shut off as soon as you heard hear a certain buzzword, and now I'm attacking the Capitol Hill police. I'm telling you what was on video. On Capitol Hill surveillance cameras. And you just want to deny it. Does it make you feel good to attack me? I don't get I just, I'm not getting it. What is this avoidance of reality all about? I don't understand it. I, I actually think this. The left, the Democrat Party is so frightened and insecure about the idiocy of their policies, about the provable failure of their policies, about the historical failure of their ideas, that they're just histrionic. 
my view would be, well, why don't you get new ideas that might actually work? But no, that's not the way they choose to go. Quite astonishing. Mike from Bloomsburg on Federal Reserve Chairman Powell. How are you? I'm doing good, Bob, and I thank you for taking the call. But first, I want to revisit what you're talking about uh, January 6th, okay? Now, I remember distinctly that day, and I remember it being called a terrorist attack, an insurrection on the Capitol, and uh, right away the FBI and the intelligence people said they had no advance warning. And I'm saying to myself, how could we have a terrorist attack and an insurrection that big on the Capitol and we had no prior knowledge? Well, what I think only 24 hours had to go by before they finally had to admit, well, we, we did know at some level, but it never get up to the top so that we could do anything. That is all a bunch of crock in my mind. Maybe I'm wrong, but to me, they let this thing happen because that's what they wanted. That is what they wanted to show the American people, an attack that could have been prevented, and it may have even been an inside job as far as I'm concerned. Well, let's put it this way, Mike. You can't, we can't go that far, uh, but we can say this. By having them be vicious, crazed insurrectionists, we could avoid fault, placing fault where it lies, which is obviously on Nancy Pelosi's lap. And, and, and the Capitol Police. I don't understand on any level what they were trying to accomplish, taking this uh, QAnon shaman to the floor of the Senate. I don't understand it. I agree with you 100%. So I'll take back my speculation and say, Bob, you are in 100% correctness by saying where the blame should go. Amazing. All right, so quickly, on, on to Jay Powell. we got to get to the news, okay. but fire away. So anyway, there, he's being, uh, Congress is, uh, he's going before the committee, and the Congress people, the one guy said, hey, January 21, 1.4% consumer price index. January 22, 7.5%. March 23, 8.5. So it's going up. The Fed's doing everything that they can. So the guy says, why, why doesn't the administration lighten up and allow fuel to be processed and got out of the ground and in people's hands? And that would lower inflation. Well, he says, we're not going to throw stones. Okay. So he doesn't want to talk about inflation. His program's not working and we need to find the real cause and get it down. So then the Democrat speaks and you know what the Democrat wants to talk about? Hmm. Racial equality. Okay. We have 8.5%. 8.5% CPI right now. Real wages are dropping, and the Democrat wants to talk about racial equality. Well, there's there's a hell of a lot of inequality in people who are working class and middle class having to pay these prices. There's inequality. Absolutely. That's what, that's what, you know, he, okay, race, we all have to worry about race because we have a multiracial uh, uh, country. But the reality is, the people at the lowest rung are getting hit the hardest, and the people that that man represents are on that rung. Well, remember, Powell can't, he can't point fingers. The reason is a huge finger and even an elbow would be, have to be pointed at him for continuing this massive bond-buying program 
that the Fed did, this massive money printing that the Fed did, uh, so that he could keep his job. I mean, it's just, it's the Fed is a huge part of the problem. Energy and spending are number two and three, and how could he point his finger at them when the reality is that he's a big part of the problem? That's- and he pushed the transitory inflation meme that Biden wanted. Yes. That, yes. Uh, that, was, that was a crime. Yep. Yep. Hey, keep following that, Michael, and let's keep in, keep up to date. He's got two days on the Hill. Maybe he'll give a truthful answer. <laughs> I doubt it. All Take right. care now. We got to go to the news. We'll be back. And remember, we're going to give away that High Bridge House uh, $50 gift certificate in our third hour. Go to YLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 